0: Awesome. Well, we have a few minutes, and I have a short message, but I think I have something that God put on my heart for our graduates and for our church, uh, which I've entitled today, Unrealized Potential. Unrealized Potential. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's going to bring life and light to us today. We receive it. Just say that. We receive it. We receive your word the entrance of your word is light and life. Thank you, Lord. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever wondered how some people can do so much? Has it ever come to you, you look at somebody and you think, how in the world can they do all that? Or, or how do they, how do they, how do they uh, not, you know, uh, go nuts or or get mad or, or do something, get even? <laughs> have you, ever, have you ever, ever thought that? You know, some people can just work so hard, it's like uh, they, they see work and they get energized by work. Huh? Huh? Me, I like, I, I see work and I lay on the couch and I need to think about it for a day or two. But some people see work and it's like, ah, you know, I got to get up early. I got to stay up late because I just love work and I got all these things that I got to do. Huh? <laughs> you know, I'm married to one of those people. The bigger the job, the earlier she wakes up, and the later she goes to bed. I, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's like it's like 11 at night, and I'm just like, oh, I can't stand it. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Wake up the next morning, and the whole house is clean, and the laundry's done, and lunches are packed, and it's like, how in the world do you do all this, girl? You know, some people are also good at faking it, huh? Some people are just good at faking it. Fake it till you make it, ever hear that? You, do you see Kim Kardashian? She became the spokesperson for uh, Beyond Meat. Huh? You ever think about that? One of the fakest people promoting <laughs> fake meat. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Some, pe- some people just do that. <laughs> Try to convince us that fake meat is good. <laughs> um, we have a gal in our church, Mariata Valiaho. I was talking to her the other day. You know, her son was almost killed in a car accident recently. Uh, she uh, fell in the middle of all that and broke her arm, her wrist. And then she was feeding her sheep with the other good hand. And guess what? One of those rascals came up and kicked her in the other good hand. So she had casts on both ends. So I was talking to her on the phone. She said, you know, Pastor Greg, I can't even pick up a glass of juice and drink it. Amazing. But you know what she said? I can feel the prayers of God's people. I know there's hundreds of people praying for my family. And it feels like I'm walking on air. That's what she said to me. Huh? Amazing, amazing. I can just feel God's people praying for me. I know Jesus is carrying me. The gospel is a difference maker. Not just for the hardest worker. Not just for the person that's the good at faking it. But it's for the one, it's for the ones like you and I. That just simply put our hope and trust in Jesus. Are you here today and thinking, man, there's no hope for me. There, I have no ability outside of myself. I can't fake it. I can't work for it. I can't do it without you, Jesus. I need you in my life. <laughs> I recently uh, was at my mom's funeral and buried her. And I realized as I was living in her house and seeing all the notes she left, all the prayers she prayed, all the scriptures she was reading, that my mom had faith in Jesus. And God carried her through difficult trials in her life. Difficulty. Man, she could have been bitter and twisted and broken. But my mom was a victorious lady because of the gospel. Uh, Yesterday, there was a gal in our community, Carol Gray. Her service was at the Life Center. And Carol Gray was saved off the streets of Prince George. She worked on the streets. She was involved in addictions and all kinds of brokenness. But Jesus came into her life and changed her life. Carol went to China with her inheritance. She got a small inheritance. And she gave everything in China to the poor and the broken that she encountered on the street. I remember her telling me that she gave the socks off her feet to other people. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Jesus changed her life. Uh, There's a gal in our church for many years. In fact, she told me last spring... That she helped build this building. She actually came and she was framing and pounding nails and working with the crew. Her name was Sylvia. Sylvia Magetic. And Sylvia had many challenges in her life. But she wasn't here complaining about her challenges. She was here to tell me how Jesus helped her overcome the challenges and the obstacles that she had in her life. And you know what? Jesus became the difference maker in her life. And her service is going to be this coming Saturday right here at Gateway at 3 o'clock. If you know her, I encourage you to come. Let's honor her life. Let's honor her faith in Jesus uh, another friend, Val Clowater, passed away this week. And we're going to be having a service for her tomorrow. Right here at Gateway at 11 o'clock. And Val was another lady huh, that faced many obstacles, many trials. She faced many difficulties in her life. But you know what? Val had faith in Jesus. She put her trust in Jesus to do more than she could do on her own. She could have easily said, you know what? Life is not going my way. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to get bitter. I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to doubt you, God. But it seemed like the more challenges it came into these people's lives, the more difficulty they faced, the more they turned to Jesus, the more they depended on Him, and the more they felt that Jesus was carrying them in your life. Isn't that great? Isn't Jesus so good? Isn't He amazing? Our God is so good. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't come for the healthy, he said. But I came for the sick and those that needed me, that needed me in their lives. Me to transform their lives. Me to heal their brokenness. Me to carry them when they couldn't take another step on their own. That's the God that we serve. That's the Jesus that we know. Isn't he amazing? I just can't believe how good our God is. (laughs) maybe you do, (laughs) maybe you can believe it, I can't, I just want to worship him, I want to praise him, I want to honor him, I want to read a few verses out of the book of 2 Kings this morning, chapter 13, if you have your Bible, you can turn it, if not, it's going to be on the screen, and you can follow along, reading from the New International Version, this is a story about the prophet Elisha, and the king, Joash, now, Elisha had been suffering from an illness. He was suffering. Isn't that amazing? The prophet of God, the man of God, the guy that was doing miracles for God, the Bible says he was suffering. You, you might say, how come, I, how come God, you're letting me suffer? How come I'm going through difficulty? Well, you know what? Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to face troubles. It's going to come to you. It's going to happen. From illness from which he eventually died. In this story, he's not dead yet. Johash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried. The chariots and horsemen of Israel. So he's calling on the greatness of God to help him. It's what he's saying in that statement. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. So he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. And when he'd taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot the, arrow, the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Aphek. And he said, take the arrows, and the king took them. And Elisha told him, strike the ground. And he struck it three times and he stopped. And the man of God became angry with him and he said, you should have struck the ground five or six times when you would, then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. I want to talk to you today about your true potential. The truth about your potential. Number one, your potential is determined by Jesus, You know, all of us are created with potential. You know, Elijah had potential, and he was in a place of suffering in his life. You know, Jesus is the redeemer of our potential. It doesn't matter how good our day is. It doesn't matter the, the level of our suffering, or it doesn't matter our wealth, or our income, anything like that. Our potential is redeemed and released by Jesus, our past we all have a past, don't we? Our, our uh, problems, our pain, they will all try and limit your potential. They will, just like the pain was trying to limit Elisha's potential. Well, you know what Elisha was the man of God was doing? He was trying to encourage the next generation. He was still doing it. He was depending on Jesus. You know, life can be hard. And failure will be imminent. Graduates, life will be hard for you at times. It's not all going to be exciting. You're not always going to be called up on the stage and get gifts. And people aren't always going to be clapping for you. Hurts are almost certain. What is also certain, though, is that with Jesus, nothing we go through is wasted. Jesus has the ability to use what we go through, the hurts we go through, the disappointments we go through, the mistakes we make, and he can redeem them. You know, what could have defeated you? Jesus can redeem to empower you. What hurt you can be turned into a motivation to encourage you and others to find healing and grace. What broke you, what's breaking you today, It might not ever seem, how could Jesus ever do anything good with what I'm going through today? Well, I want to tell you, Jesus can use that thing that you're going through to either soften your heart or work in someone else's heart. He can redeem it and he can use it for good. That's the goodness of Jesus. That's the gospel of Jesus. Ephesians 2.10 says, we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us. Isn't that great news? Jesus is the determiner of our potential. It doesn't have to be our hurts. It doesn't have to be our mistakes. It doesn't have to be the people who criticize and judge and put you down and turn their back on you that determines your potential. Jesus can be the determiner of of the potential that God has for your life. Jesus turned seas, we sing, into highways. That's the story of the Red Sea and God leading the children of Israel through the Red Sea. Who would have ever thought the Red Sea looked like a huge impossibility? But God, our God, our great God and King, turned it into a highway and a place of deliverance for His people. Our, uh, Jesus can turn bones Into armies, is there something dead in your life you think there's no way that God could ever do a miracle with that? Well, I'll tell you, that's exactly what our God thrives on impossibilities, and He can turn bones into armies as we see the prophet uh, prophesied in the scripture with God, all things are possible. The second thing, your potential is released by your obedience. I'm really working at trying to get done quickly. Potential, you get it, staying awake. Huh? Are you with me? Do you want to know more about your potential that can happen through the power of the gospel? Potential is something, but it's not everything. Potential is something, but it's not everything. You know some people have good looks, you know, they stay skinny no matter what they eat. You know, they love exercise. You know, they're weird. Huh? <laughs> some people like to pray. All kinds of things. It's amazing. You think, how in the world? <laughs> potential something, but it's not everything. You know, I want to talk to you today that patterns will actually elevate your potential. It's not just your potential, but it's the patterns that you embrace. If you're dating, for instance, we can be attracted by the exterior of the person that catches our eye. Right? She could have all the right curves and the right hairdo and the right lips and all the right stuff. And the guy, he could look, you know, really great in some football pants. Huh? (laughs) It can be the exterior that catches our eye. You think, man, that person has potential. (laughs) That person has potential. Is it just me? (laughs) No, okay, I'm not the only one that's warm-blooded here. Okay, good. I'm glad that you guys aren't so holy. You're not, not staying with me, not tracking with me. We can be attracted by the exterior. Young people, girls, guys, you can be attracted and think, ah, oh, that person has potential. I, I, could, I could work on them i could I could make them a great husband. I could make that person a great wife. They could be very amazing. But I want to encourage you that potential is not everything. that patterns in their life is what's going to going to determine their potential. It's the patterns that they follow. We overlook the patterns. We overlook the things that are in their life. Because we're only looking at the potential of somebody. I'm just saying, our potential is released by our obedience to God. Obedience to Jesus. Obedience to the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the Word of God. Obedience to our parents. Obedience to the church. The people that love us and care for us. When we become, uh, our life is shaped by patterns. Our potential all of a sudden grows exponentially. You might be dating or looking at a guy that looks great. But the pattern of porn addiction is in their life. I'm telling you, that will drive their potential down. It's going to happen. It's just going to be something they're going to struggle with. And when you invite that into your life, you're going to (laughs) struggle. I'm just giving you some examples. You might overlook the pattern of overspending in her life. You might make excuses for it. I'm going to tell you, it's going to affect your potential. The pattern of angry outbursts. Well, I'm telling you, if they got the pattern of angry outbursts, it's going to affect your potential. It's going to affect the potential of your relationship. Anybody here in a relationship, you're saying... Yeah, preach it, Pastor Greg. Yeah, I'm paying the price of overlooking. I'm overlooking some patterns, and you now the potential has kind of gone down. And we're paying the price. We're walking through, we're crawling over the broken glass, and we're like paying the price. Oh, I wished, I wished, I wished I would have looked at the pattern the pattern of how he treats his mom or his dad. The pattern of how he comes into the house of God to worship. Man, I was so excited this morning. Young people in the prayer room before church. You know, people aren't here looking at them and saying, oh, way to go for being at prayer. No, the pattern is they want to pursue God. They want to make him first. People that are bringing their gifts of generosity and putting it into offering. You know, that's the pattern you want to look for because you know what? That's going to increase the potential of what God can do in your life, in your relationship. King Saul was given an assignment by God in the Old Testament. He fulfilled every part of that assignment, assignment except for he reasoned one thing God asked him to do. And he said, you know what, that doesn't really make sense. You know, help God out. I, I'm just going to change what God asked me to do, and I'll, I can just help him out in this one area. And I can make a better decision. I can leverage things and help God do better. <laughs> well, God sent Samuel, the prophet, to Saul to say, you know what, Saul? You obeyed me in everything except for in this one area. And I want you to know that all of your obedience is counted as disobedience. Wow. The pattern in Paul is Saul's life. The pattern can limit our potential. But our... Potential is released by our obedience is your are you being obedient to God are you being influenced just by what you think is best? are you just doing what you feel like or are you pursuing God with all your heart the pattern of obedience graduates are you just dependent on your degree are you just de- depending on opportunities are you just depending on who 's going to offer you the best wage are you Are you determining your potential by the patterns you know that please the God of creation? Huh? Are 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 those patterns in your life, the pattern of obedience to God, despite our circumstance, will release our potential? Number three, this is the last one, and we'll let you go on good behavior. Since no one even threw one tomato at me yet, your potential is limited by your faith. Your potential is limited by your faith. You will undoubtedly get a card, graduates, on your graduation that says something like this, along this line, that your potential is unlimited. You can do anything. Huh? You know what? You can't do anything. It's not true. Our potential is limited. We can't do whatever we want. All of us can't be Uh, the president or the prime minister. We all can't be everything. It's just impossible. It is not going to happen. Our potential is limited. But our potential is limited, in this point I want to make, by our faith. The man of God told uh, Joash to strike the ground with his arrows. We can't be everything. But the one who is enough is Jesus The one we depend on is Jesus can be enough. He can be and do anything. Jesus will make us to be enough for everything that he's called us and planned for us to do. You know, some things that limit our faith, we've talked about already, is our past, our hurts, uh, people, what people say about us. Our past will speak to us about our future anybody's past ever spoke to you oh you can't don't let anybody know what you did you know anybody anybody your past has said you'll never do that you can't do that there's no way people will mock you laugh at you you're gonna fall down again you tried that before and it didn't work ha 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 (laughs) huh am i just preaching to myself Our pain will try to rob us of our hope. There's no hope. There's no hope. Pastor Greg, you don't know what I'm going... You don't know my brokenness. You don't know the, 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 the amount of hurt that I'm going through or I've gone through. And you know what? Probably I don't. And without hope, it's almost impossible to have faith. In fact, Hebrews 1, 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance... It's the actuality. It's the realization. It's our confidence in things that we hope for, the Bible says. Without hope, it's so difficult to have faith. And that's why why the enemy uses things to try to rob our hope. Jesus, on the other hand, wants to make sure that we're not depending on ourselves, but we're depending on him to be our hope giver our permission maker, our healer, our redeemer. You know, when we've tried to do things and they've not worked out, we start to think, is it even worth the problems that I'm going to face? You know, sometimes as a pastor, some of the difficult things that I do, I start to say to myself, I think next time I'll just do it myself. God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me for losing hope, losing hope and faith in people, losing hope and faith in you, Jesus, that you want to do more than I can do, than I can ask or imagine. Pastor Kimmy quoted the scripture uh, earlier today. Our problems can cause us to be limited. It's not that we don't care or we aren't smart enough to see the potential or lack the faith. For Jesus to work. It's not that. It's not that we're not smart enough. It's not that we're not. We're not. Uh, uh, caring enough. It's not that we're not. We're not. Uh, uh, people that have faith. But something overcomes us. What is it? What is it that's holding you back? Well Jesus. Identified one thing in the parable of the servants who received talents. Three servants were given talents by their master. It's given one servant five talents, one servant two talents, and one servant one talent. You know, you know this. Remember this story. And the one that received one talent, what did he do? He buried. He buried the gold. He buried it in the ground. Was it that he didn't care? Was it that he wasn't smart enough? Was it that he didn't have faith or that he wasn't obedient? What was it that stopped him from stepping out and reaching his potential? See, our potential is limited by faith. And the enemy wants to put in thoughts into your heart into your mind to say you can't do it it won't work you can't you don't try it just do it yourself pastor greg thoughts like that this is what he said in matthew 25 25 why did you do that i was what was he afraid Afraid. he didn't say i was too stupid i was too disobedient i was too anything he said i was afraid I was afraid. And the enemy loves to use fear to stop us from really reaching our potential. Our potential is limited by our faith. The kingdom of God grows in us by faith as we trust Jesus. We all know that. The question isn't, do I have potential, graduates, church, but rather, will I allow my faith to be larger than my faith? You can't make this up. This is a gift from God. Our faith. Our larger faith. You can't make it up. I'm not asking you to fake it. I'm not asking you to try harder. I'm asking you, would you open your heart to Jesus today that he can help you reach your potential. Let's stand up and we're going to pray. Right on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. If you've been joining online, we're so glad you're here. We believe God has... some potential for you that He wants to increase in your life. Graduates that are here, I believe that God wants to grow in your life. He wants to grow your potential. And I say thank you. Thank you for putting in the effort this far. But right now, we're not talking about effort, we're talking about opening our hearts for Jesus to impart faith into us that's larger than any fear, that's larger than any doubt that would come our way. So I'm just asking you, would you open your heart to him? Maybe you've never opened your heart to Jesus. I want to ask you, would you open your heart to Jesus today? Would you just say, Jesus, I love you. I, I want you in my life. I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to transform me, to change me, redeem me, forgive me. In Jesus' name. And Lord, And we pray, all of you that are here in the house, all of you that are watching online, as you're just opening your heart to Jesus. As you're just opening your heart to Jesus, maybe you want to just make a opening your hands or something. And just saying, Jesus, would you increase my faith? Make it larger than the fear I'm facing. I just have this, I have this, this uh, thought that's coming to my mind. There's people here that have a fear you're facing right now. And Lord, we're asking, would you come in a miraculous way in Jesus' name? Just identify that person. Just put your hands out to Jesus, if that's you. Put your hands out and say, Jesus, overcome my fear right now with faith. Do your work in me. Change my heart. Change my perspective. Do what only you can do through the power of the gospel. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That you want to increase our potential. Let no person walk out of here today and say, there's there's a limit on my life. There's a limit on my potential. There's something that I'm afraid to do. Lord, we pray, put faith in our heart for more. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.